Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Genuine Chit Chat. This week is a continuation of my chat with Tom King. Now for anyone who tuned in last week, you'll know that Tom King is a CEO, he's an author, he's a serial entrepreneur, and he's also an awesome guy. And the reason I've released two parts of one chat as standalone episodes is because in each chat we talk about wildly different things. Now, for anyone who tuned into part one, you'll know that we spoke about the ketogenic diet, um, biohacking, meditation, mindfulness, um, a lot about sort of Tom's journey as an entrepreneur, and that sort of thing. However, this week, what we're talking about is spirituality. Primarily, that came from me asking Tom what he thinks happens after death. Um, We speak about memento mori, which is being mindful of death. And Tom has some really interesting things to say about how he thinks the universe works and what he thinks happens after death. And... It's a shorter podcast than usual, but I think it's still very strong. That's more or less all I'm going to say about this. I can't really add much more without spoiling things. Um, So, you know, as usual, be sure to like us on the usual social media channels, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, Reviews on iTunes are always appreciated. Any feedback from the show is appreciated and all that jazz. Before the show gets started, there's a promo for the We're All Wicked podcast. So be sure to check that out if you like what you hear. That's about all for now, guys. So um, I'll be back at the end to give you more information on upcoming episodes and etc. So um, yeah, talk to you then. Find the We're All Wicked podcast on iTunes or Spotify. The rest of my day is ruined, you know that. You ruined my Saturday, you ass. Jerk. You're a jerk. You know, I'm, you know, I'm going to remind me on my next podcast to dedicate a song to you. You're an ass. You're an asshole. <laughs> I know. Anybody who uh, gives anything a hard time for being a quote-unquote rip-off is mentally retarded. It it off and it's like... <laughs> no. I'm going to go to a BDSM club. I got my ball gag ready. I, I, I need some more pain in my life. I need to <laughs> release some of that pain. Just your generic podcast. Welcome to Genuine Chit Chat, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. And I'm your host, Mike Burton. Well, I was going to ask, because um, we've, we've spoken quite a lot about all of the, um, obviously, food and all that sort of jazz. I wanted to get your opinions on the sort of, um, a bit more of the spiritual side, if I can just steal you for a little bit longer. Um, sure. Oh, wonderful. So, just with... Obviously, it was mainly because I saw an article on one of your sites about memento mori and, you know, be mindful of death. And um, I I very much like that idea because in today's society, a lot of people are afraid of death. And it's an understandable thing. You know, the lights go out. You don't know what happens. But a lot of it is it's one of those weird things. People say I'm morbid sometimes for saying these things. It's like, well, everyone you know and love is going to die. Like, it, it's just part of life. You can't have life without death. And right. the more I look at the world and the more my let's call it spiritual i'm still more of an atheist but let's say spiritual ideology has kind of grown is realizing everything's about balance you know the whole world you know you can just look at it the best thing is like trees that's the easiest way to look at all plants you know they they live and the cycle in a year is you know they more or less live and die but when they die the leaves come off and then they create sort of the the ground layer and the foliage i think it's called and then the insects use that to live and then the insects kind of do that thing and then the birds eat the insects and then helps pollinate and all these things it's just a big circle it's it's just you can't build a mountain without making a hole and vice versa so everything just balances itself out in the end and so with that in mind what 
what's your opinion on sort of it's a very vague and open question but your opinion on, on death and things like obviously eating well we hope will help uh curb off the inevitable but what's your sort of views on these sorts of things <laughs> well i i i use it as leverage so i think that it's uh, i i i always feel like i'm only one bad decision away from living on the streets and <laughs> that shocks a lot of people that know me you know they're like are are you crazy it, no you know you're you're successful but but i'm only as successful as the decisions i make and so i do i do like to keep myself in a in in check if you will um you know by believing that i'm only one bad decision from being on the street and then also that this could be my last second on on this planet like none of us know exactly when it's going to happen but if you're if you're mindful you know and you're not afraid you know that it will happen like nobody escapes it steve jobs didn't escape it uh paul allen didn't escape it so we all i think it's what all what connects us all actually is our mortality um and i think that the closer the closer you can touch your your mortality and the more you realize that you have very few moments left um the more grateful you are of the moments that you do have and you don't waste them you don't squander them with you know with petty behavior and petty thoughts you know you realize that you have you know your life is a finite quantity and you know you want to use every every bit of it that you possibly can and you don't want to waste any of it so i do as a as a reminder to myself i have like a skull that sits on my on my counter that, that's that awesome. i often i just look at it and it's like yep that's going to be me someday so it's that constant reminder that makes life so rich mm. you know because it's just such a gift and you know when you know that it's going to be taken away from you um and you don't know when it really helps you maximize the you know your human experience if you will mm, i agree completely and it's one of those things where is that fine line and that balance of you have to be aware of death you have to be mindful of death but you can't worry about it all the time because if you spend your entire life worrying about when you're next going to die then you're not going to be able to experience sort of the maximum happiness or enjoyment you could have got out of the moments you had so it's like it's going to happen, but I'm going to try my best of in without going horrendously overboard and being obsessive about it. I'm going to eat healthily. I'm going to exercise regularly. I'm going to maximize that. And that obviously helps in many other aspects of life. You know, you have a healthy mm -hmm. diet and exercise regularly. It does help every everything else I find. Um, and one thing that happened with me when you said about the sort of the closeness to death thing is um, about was it about five over five years ago now so when i was uh, 19 uh, my dad passed away um and it was of cancer so it was quite a slow process if you will mm. and the year before that my grandmother died and then the year after that my uncle died so it's quite a big mm. you know two years and I, I say this to people quite a lot and when i mention these things a lot of people they kind of understand me they do that thing where it's like oh, i'm really sorry oh my god and it's like it, it's fine right I wouldn't, I wouldn't bring it up if if i had an issue of talking about it i'm completely sure. fine with it and things but it's one of those things where it's like my dad dying was the worst thing that ever happened to me, but it's the best thing that ever happened to my perspective. It's mm. that it changed me so much. It made me grow up much more as an individual and really it, it kind of shook my system. Well, kind of shook my, shook my system, obviously, a lot. But it was that thing of 
oh fuck you know i thought when you're especially when you're a bit younger and things you kind of have that mindset of that will never happen to me you know so you, you see car crashes happen or people get ill and you go that weird almost god complex of your own where because you're in your own head and you can only see from your own perspective you're like that won't happen to me this is me i'm talking about i'm alive i can you know and it's that weird thing that when really horrible stuff happens it's like no everyone is on an even playing field we're all in this together and it means that you have to have respect for each other one it makes it a lot of people have respect for each other a lot more and it does kind of give you that that clarity in a way well yeah it's a horrible thing to happen but you know it's one thing where i had many great years with my dad and i'll always love him and things like that but it's like at least it's not as much of a shock to the system now when those sort of things happen, you know? And I'm just, did anything, I don't want to delve too far into your personal life if, uh, just don't go too far if you don't want to, but like, did anything like that happen to you to kind of give you any sort of uh, clarity or has there been some sort of uh, shift in your mental state over the years that's really kind of driven this perspective home? Yeah, I went through uh, an experience quite similar to yours. So mm. I lost my mother five years ago to cancer and mm. I would say that, uh, witnessing her her death uh, was was probably one of the most profound experiences of my life um, because I'd never I mean I I'd never had been so close to somebody and actually watch them draw their last breath and it's such a level of permanence and it does it it absolutely changes your perspective. Um, you know, and then just the last year, um, lost my father to cancer as well. And, and that's a, both of them were a very slow, long process. And you, it does, it, it does with my, when my dad passed away, it was, it was easier, you know, uh, not as much of a shock because I'd already seen it happen once, but it did, you know, it did change my philosophy, you know, on on how I live my life on a daily basis, because it's I just go back, you know, if staring at the skull doesn't doesn't take me doesn't give me gratitude for for every moment that I have um, reflecting on, you know, watching both my parents draw their last breath does. So, I mean, those things, and you're right, when you do bring it up to people, they're like, oh, oh, no, oh, God. so, uh, yeah, and, <laughs> you know, and you, you have to to tell them it's okay, you know, because that's going to happen to you. Oh, yeah, that's, that's the thing of it, yeah. It's probably happening right now, um, you know, so, but it is, it, it does definitely, it does shape you, it, it helps you grow, um, and then you realize the inter interconnectedness of, of every living thing, like every living thing is born and every living thing ends up dying and making space for, you know, for, for new life. So yeah, it's that, those are very formative um, experiences for sure. Mm, definitely. Um, and I have interest. Um, uh, this is now a little bit more of just what do you think happens uh, after death? Once again, if you don't want to delve into this, don't feel like you have to. But uh, out of interest, what's your sort of do you think anything does happen or not or any sort of thought? That's a good question. <laughs> I've never been asked this before on a podcast. I apologize. <laughs> no, no, no apology necessary. These are the kind of conversations I like to have. Like, oh, I, I love it, too. You know, like really super deep, you know, philosophical uh, conversations. 
what do I think happens after we die? I don't believe anything happens. And, you know, I would consider myself an atheist. So I, I think as time goes on, I, I try to explore that a little more. Like, what do you think is going to happen? What's going to happen to me? Like, and, and then you really have to take a good look at who are you? I mean, you're a vehicle, a meat suit with trillions of bacteria that are basically guiding you emotionally. You know, we think that all of the thinking goes on in our head, but it's just because that's where our eyes and ears and nose and mouth are located. But really, a lot of the emotions and a lot of what we process comes from our gut. Um, so it, I, I, something compels me to believe that 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 collection of trillions of bacteria that live in our body that that's that make make up who we are somehow dissipates and and rejoins in other living creatures so i think that maybe that essence of what we are through that colony of bacteria um rejoins everything in you know on earth and you know what happens to our conscious thoughts i have no idea mm. i would imagine that it's just like turning off a tv you mm. get you know there's no more signal no more thoughts no more memories but the essence of who you are um actually goes into you know the microbiome of all things yeah that's very interesting it's quite similar in the way i kind of view things as i i would i would self-identify as an atheist but i kind of I'm more becoming open to the idea of uh, almost a universal consciousness of just every living thing is interconnected by being alive. You know, the difference between a rock and the difference between a tree, you know, to someone who doesn't look hard enough, they think, well, they're both just not moving. But it's like, no, there's there is a difference. You can almost feel it. You can sense it. You can see how the cycle goes, you know, all these sort of things. And I like to think that the whole universe, everything that is alive is connected by this universal consciousness of balance and that's what we're kind of the overruling thing is you know i like i don't like to believe in gods necessarily not because because i personally don't think that's feasible in our understanding of the world i may be wrong who knows but i also like thinking of nothing is necessarily above anything else i mean granted one human could easily kill most things on the planet but that doesn't make us better than them you know we're not better than ants you know necessarily i mean we are the from what we can tell the most uh we have the most power on the planet so we need to be the most conscious and be the most responsible with the planet of what we do with everyone else but i like to think of every living thing on sort of a, pl a flat plane and everything everything happened but everything keeps itself in balance and having one all-powerful god above it all doing everything for how i perceive the world doesn't seem to resonate in the same way and i don't believe that everything else in nature equates to that it is not nature doesn't always have this sort of one thing controlling everything i know a lot of the insect kingdoms and stuff do but if you go beyond that small level of hierarchy it's still death and life and that that's mm. that's pretty much it isn't it is that that's right. like the main tipping scales of, of life so in a lot of ways i think we have very similar sort of ideas and what what it is almost like um atheism but we're of like a glass of water is atheism, but with like maybe a drop or two of just something else, just a little bit, like it's still like 99%, but just that little sparkle of something else. That's kind of how I look at it. The alchemy, it's the <laughs> alchemy of life. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, you know, they say that, 
that within every atheist there's a there's a prayer with no god to pray to so <clears throat> i i think that i i live my life based on more science mm. than anything else and that sort of prevents me from you know believing in you know in the esoteric if you will um but i also believe or i can tell you that from my perspective that there is a mystery about things like there's a mystery of well who created all of this and how did this happen and if if it was a big bang of two you know of two atoms colliding or two particles colliding then who how did those two particles get created you know like did they just show up mm. like i think that you know the mystery of how everything became i mean something had to start it mm. and that's that is like when you look at the great physicists of the world i mean those are the biggest questions like you know with einstein you know einstein you know his quote i want to know the mind of god and you know maybe what he meant is he wants to know the mind of the universe because there's so many things that we don't understand like we we don't even understand our microbiome like our microbiome hasn't even been effectively mapped and that's just within us there's a microbiome that exists within all living creatures like plants communicate through their microbiome i mean there's so many there's so many things that we don't understand and i think that it's easy for us to get caught up in this bullshit of of red states and 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 blue states and politics and brexit and you know it's easy for us also to get hung up in in our differences when you know when that's just so petty and we can really just celebrate you know it, to celebrate our our differences and and to recognize that we all basically want the same thing we want to be happy we want to live in peace you know and we want to be safe and i don't know i <laughs> i went down the wormhole on that one well i agree with you what you're saying and i think what a lot of it is it comes it stems from fear and lack of understanding it's most of the things is when someone is you know, if we just said someone puts out a gun on someone, it's like and rob somewhere. That's the fear of being unable to provide. And it's that right. fear that overrides compassion and the interconnectivity of everything. And it's, you know, I mean, I try not to delve into politics too much, but a lot of my idea of it always, you know, there's a lot of people in this world who are very, very high up, have a lot of money and have a lot of influence on how laws are made and help them have more money. And I'm not saying that that would make if we sorted that out a bit i'm not saying i have all the answers if we could curb that i think it is slowly there is you know the cultural shift it is slowly everyone's starting to realize things a little bit more uh, and i'm not saying i'm like heavily on the left or heavily on the right or anything like that i think it's it's all about balance you know it's you need aspects of both but it's that i'm hoping i'm optimistic that over time we'll just realize as you say you know we'll kind of cut away from this petty bullshit and be like you know what this doesn't matter you know we all want to be alive and healthy so free healthcare. we want you know everyone to be educated maybe free education uh, you know those sorts of things i think are we want the same things but it's just it's the perspective of how to get there you know it's got a lot of the people on the right think that oh the, where's the money going to come from but the other people on the left are too optimistic with the money and it's all these sorts of 
talking at each other and saying your thing won't work because of this and your thing won't work because of that. It's like, well, we both want this thing. Can't we just kind of compromise? But people, as I said uh, slightly earlier, it's just with people critiquing you and things like that, it's people don't know these things. And instead of wanting to learn and being able to say, you know what, maybe I'm wrong. I'm going to accept that and try and figure out how we can be right. They want to go, no, I've got one piece of this jigsaw puzzle and you all have, and we're not going to make, we're not going to finish this picture. We're just going to cling on to this piece and all of us are just going to have this random misshapen thing that's useless instead of being able to all click it together to make something beautiful. That's kind of how I think about it all. Well put. Well put. <laughs> I, the, the, the big take home on that is fear. I think that people are afraid of what they don't understand. And I think that you know, coming from the perspective of somebody who lives in the United States, I think it's important for people that live here to travel abroad um, because it gives them a, more of a global perspective. And it also enables them to see the how alike we all are. And I don't know, the divisiveness that's been happening over the past four or five years, it's, I mean, I think it's so destructive. I mean, uh, it has to come to an end because eventually what's going to happen and it's happened here is you get gridlock because you have two people that are stuck in well you have two people that it's more important for them to be right than it is to be happy and when when you have those types of divisive and destructive forces yeah you're not going to get you're not going to get much done so i think that eventually there's going to be a threshold where people just won't put up with it anymore um, mm. you know, and I think that you're starting to see that now. Um, I think you're, you're starting to see, you know, uh, this in the past U S elections, you're starting to see people with, I would say more, uh, more common sense, um, you know, are becoming more galvanized and, you know, I think that's important. And I think that, you know, rather than, than all of us being separate, I do see it. I do see a trend of us, you know, of us coming together. Mm, I agree. And it's funny because I think one of, I've only just realized this actually, I think one of another reason why Britain and America are very similar in a lot of ways is even though I think America is like 200 times bigger than the UK and your population is five times ours, I think um, we're on an Island. So we are, right. even we are in Europe, for the moment let's uh this what that'll definitely put a time stamp on this for future generations if they listen to this over that before brexit happened if it does happen <laughs> um but uh with we're on an island and there's a lot of sort of uh xenophobia you know there's a lot of people who are like you know immigrants are the problem all this that and the other and it's just like you can't choose where you're born you know you can right. choose where you go and you can choose what you make of yourself but you can't choose where you're born and now i'm not saying open borders and i'm not saying closed borders i don't want to necessarily get into that because i'm not educated enough to talk about those deep complicated issues you know but it, it's more of don't just think okay we're on this island and we don't see these people or talk to anyone over there and that means that they're bad or anything like that and i think america even though it's huge and you've got the 50 states and they all have their own sort of subcultures within that it is still that sort of we're america and this is us and we're amazing we're the best ever and then in england you've got the sort of thing of where a lot of people kind of they're not as open like america the sort of stereotypical sort of uh patriotism in america is we're the best we're better than everyone whereas what in british people are kind of like is just that we're kind of quietly better than everyone like it doesn't matter what you're saying we're just gonna we're just gonna we know that we're better than everyone else it's that weird it's just like no we're all just people man it's just like and we're both isolated from everyone else like it's it's not helpful so it's right. 
those sort of things I think is is good for me to kind of recognize of just it's hubris that's what everything comes down to you know it's basically the two of the biggest problems in this world are hubris and fear it's thinking that you're better than everyone and then being terrified of things and not changing and it's just like causing this massive shitstorm of just people just screaming and running around and pointing at people it's like just have a moment to breathe however might meditate right. a little bit and then you can yeah. figure things out you know <laughs> that was fantastic i got nothing <laughs> to add to that that was brilliant that oh, was brilliant in every way yes <laughs> you flatter me sir um okay well I've, I've managed to steal your time for long enough and you're very very generous with your time a very busy man um is there anything you wanted to uh anything you want to add or wrap up with uh, before you kind of uh, say adieu um well i if, you can plug if, all your if, stuff again i was going to say as well if, after if, this if any of your audience wants to reach out to me they can find me. They can find me on any of the socials. Like you can find me at Guy Gone Keto on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, or just Tom King T H O M K I N G. And you know, I encourage your 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 listeners to you know to reach out to me if they've got questions or if they're considering a lifestyle change. Um, I'm I'm here to contribute. I'm here to act as a coach. You know. Um, I'm not looking for anything in in exchange for it. I just like to see people have a better quality of life. Um, and if you want to go to the Guy Gone Keto site, uh, if you order my book, I'll autograph it for you. Um, and we've got some pretty, you know, we've got some cool swag and some good products. But yeah, I encourage you know, I encourage your audience to uh, to reach out to me, and I'll I'll uh, help them any way that I can. Well, that's wonderful, and it's great to see someone who is um, sort of. You know, on I, I, I was researching things about you. You know, and it says obviously you're a CEO and you're an entrepreneur and you've ran companies and all these sort of things. And it's nice that I feel uh, time goes on, especially with the internet's putting spotlights on individuals such as yourself, where it's the more uh, philanthropic of the uh, sort of people who have in air quotes made it. You know, it's it could be very easy for an individual to, you know say argument sake i'm not saying this is you necessarily but say make a ton of money and then be up there and then just be hoarding it all and being like mm -hmm. i'm gonna make the world better for me and me alone and screw everyone else because that's that weird starvation mentality which is there's only a finite amount of stuff for everyone mm -hmm. not everyone can be fed and i want it all but mm -hmm. what you're doing is that the opposite where you're like i've got the resources so what I can do is I can help others using these and make the world generally better. And that's all we can ever do. You know, whether you're someone who's working class and doesn't have much money, if you contribute a tiny amount to, you know, a small amount of charity or you're just nice to people in general, you know, mm -hmm. spreading positive ideologies and positive mindsets, mm -hmm. that can have a big ripple effect. And the more spotlight an individual has and the more resources they have behind them is very refreshing to see doing that and causing even bigger ripples and so i just want to say thank you for doing all those things and it's uh it's been a well, great great chatting with you man yeah me too i think that i that's that was that was really yeah that was that was a huge compliment um i think that i think that really about 10 years ago i because you did bring up scarcity mm. the people you know come from a space of scarcity and i think that about 10 years ago, I just, everything took a shift for me and I'm not sure exactly what caused it, maybe just uh, age, but I really, you know, got to the point where it's like, okay, so I can continue to make money. I can continue to build companies and invest, or I can just 
put those kind of on autopilot, you know, and guide them, but really dig deeper into into what type of a legacy um, I want to leave behind. And that legacy is just, you know, like you said, being nice to somebody, being nice to other people or coming from a space of contribution. I mean, I think that that I, I think that, you know, if all of us could do that, if all of us could just, you know, operate from a from from a place of of loving kindness, um, you know, and what we can do for others instead of, you know, constantly looking out for ourselves. I really think that the that on a global basis, if we just make that mind that that mindset shift that, you know, we could really change the world. And that's. That's a brilliant way to end it, man. And I'll be sure to include all the links and everything uh, in the description and whatnot. And I'm certain that even if it stopped now, which I really hope it doesn't, your legacy is already very rich and very beneficial. So thank you for that. Thanks, Mike. I, I really appreciate you having me on. This is hands down the best best podcast, best interview I had. Great <laughs> thank question. you very much. Great and you've been an absolutely stellar guest as well. So uh, we'll <laughs> cut it off there. Thank you very much. And that's the end of the podcast. Thanks, as always, for tuning in, guys. Um, I think next week I will be releasing another episode of Science But Simple, I think. Um, I haven't fully figured that out yet. Um, this weekend I am going up to London to do a podcast with another returning guest. Um, so, you know, look out for that. Um, I'm also going to see Book of Mormon. That I'm very excited for. Um, but by the time this episode airs, I'll have already seen Book of Mormon. So, you know, time loop. Ugh. I'm sorry, I'm rambling because my brain is just frazzled. It's quite late on a Thursday night and I'm just doing this now so I don't do it on a Sunday night so I can just chill after being in London all the time. So my fabulous, loyal podcast listeners are dealing with my rambling, rubbish outro because I am forward-thinking and just want to chill out on my Sunday without having to do too much work. So sorry about that, guys. Um, coming weeks, once again, it's, it's one of those things where in the coming weeks I am recording quite a few episodes over Skype, and I don't like to necessarily name the people I'm uh, doing it with just in case plans change or anything like that. So just have to keep your eyes peeled, I guess. Um, I appreciate each and every one of you listening, as always. Um, any reviews on any of the sort of usual platforms like iTunes are always appreciated. Um, what's appreciated the most, though, is sharing with your friends. Um, the thing with the show is, you know, this show isn't going to be for everyone. Everyone's not going to love every episode. But I'm sure most people could find at least one episode they like. So, you know, if you're a long-term listener, it would really help me out, and hopefully it'll help other people out to share some of the episodes that I've done and any of the interesting people I've had I'm sure will love the exposure too so appreciate any shares that we get anyway guys um, I'm going to stop rambling now or I'm just going to be here forever and try to subtly extend the length of the episode so it seems not too short I'm, I'm joking but you know people who listen this far I assume actually care a little bit more what who I am and what I think about because there's not that many people who listen to right at the very end of the podcast and listen to the past minute or so of rambling and keep listening so I'm gonna go Thanks as always for tuning in, guys. I love each and every one of you, and I'll talk to you all next week.